Welcome to the A to Z Sports powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media. We're Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Also hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Got to thank our sponsors because they truly make it happen for our show and they help out you guys. Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the area at renterswarehouse.com. Wilson County Hyundai, check them out for your brand new car and your car buying process in Lebanon or today, especially with the icy roads. Hit them up at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointteam.org. I know injuries happen when you slip on ice. So if that happens to you, know who to go to, know to trust, boneandjointteam.org. And Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. Better coverage, better rates, better service. Learn more about a plan for you at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. I see a lot of uh, fan Titans fans commenting of, there's no way Aaron Rodgers is going to come to the Tennessee Titans. And why are we talking about the Tennessee Titans? Well, I think if you're a Titans fan or if you've covered this team or followed this team for the last decade plus, I think this all kind of started when uh, Bud Adams gave Peyton Manning a blank check 10 years ago uh, to come be a member of the Tennessee Titans. And the story that Mark Mariani has told former Titans wide receiver over the years is that there was a private workout with the Titans, Mark Mariani, and Peyton Manning uh, outside of Knoxville, Tennessee during that time to see where Peyton's neck injury was. Uh, And the story we all know, Peyton did not accept that blank check from Bud Adams. He goes to the Denver Broncos and he wins a Super Bowl with the Denver Broncos and goes to two, uh, two total Super Bowls. That's, and, the ti- that's- and the Titans end up getting Andy Levitri. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bud Adams like, man, I got to spend this money somewhere. Andy Levitri, come on down. Most Shout out to the Titans fans that know who Andy Levitri yes. is and that terrible contract in which he went to a Super Bowl with the, the Falcons later Absolutely. on in his career. Absolutely. So again, so now, you know, we've gone through a lot of this and I think why you never say never is because I personally, Austin Stanley, I said Julio Jones will not be traded to the Titans this time last off season. And I was proven wrong because John Robinson on his pontoon boat on Percy Priest Lake calls up uh, the Falcons and makes it happen. Right. So I, I feel like I don't expect Aaron Rodgers to be, uh, a Tennessee Titan. I expect Ryan Tannehill to be a Tennessee Titan, but this is a more broad conversation in where Aaron Rodgers could potentially be. And I do think the Titans are in the conversation. And look, does it help? Yesterday we went big deal, small deal, no deal on him building a house in Brentwood. I think that, you know, just makes it more likely, a little bit more likely that he could be on the Titans if the Titans want to go that decision. But for a fact, I know Aaron Rodgers is done in Green Bay. And so he's going to be playing somewhere else. So where are the Titans in this mix of Aaron Rodgers' potential landing spots? And that is what we are here to discuss today, right? Yeah, and I think for the teams that we are going to discuss today, and I have no idea what Austin's rankings are. He has no idea what my rankings are. I think each team or potential destination is very, very unique. And you know what? I'm sure today, and this is usually how it works, we're going to be talking about like five teams, and he's going to go to a, a completely different team, right? right. Because yeah. you never know who's – you never know how the news circuit of the NFL is going to go. Hell, the season's not even over. <laughs> I mean, the Super Bowl has not even been played, and there's so much to discuss. 
the NFL offseason, and that's why A to Z Sports has hitched their wagon to NFL coverage, is just, it's 365 days a year. And it is so compelling because of reports and movement and what it has evolved into and the money and player disgruntlement, owner disgruntlement, coaching, all of that other. And, and so I think this is a very intriguing offseason where you have three high-profile elite quarterbacks because when Deshaun Watson was playing at his peak, he was an elite quarterback. You've got Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and Deshaun Watson. A lot of mystery around Watson because of his legal troubles. Russell Wilson, we don't know the relationship with Seattle, Pete Carroll, if they're going to stick with him and try to salvage that that relationship for one more season. And then we, we kind of know the destiny of Aaron Rodgers. He's getting out of Green Bay. So mm-hmm. there's so many storylines. And then that didn't even include all the teams we're going to talk about today that have their own cap situations and their own unique things that happen with their franchise. So, I, I mean, I love it. I think today is going to be a great discussion. Yeah, I think it is too. And a lot of people, when we uh, went out with our show yesterday and confirmed that Aaron Rodgers is building a house in Brentwood, a lot of people immediately jumped to conclusion to say that we were thinking the Titans are an option for Aaron Rodgers, when literally what we were doing was confirming the fact and the report from Jared Stillman that he was moving to Brentwood, right? I also know uh, pretty strong that Aaron Rodgers is out of Green Bay and won't play another snap there uh, because of his situation. So... Let's do this. Let's get to five teams that we think have a good shot or the best spot for Aaron Rodgers, right? So what is the best spot for Aaron Rodgers this offseason? Zach, we're going to go through the five teams that we listed before the show. But real quick, let me tell everybody about the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, make sure you know who to go to, you know who to trust. They've got over a dozen doctors there at the Bone & Joint facility that specialize in any joint injury you could possibly have. So don't fumble in your recovery. Get back to good health, boneandjointtn.org. And for those, quick note before I tell you about BetMGM, I, I will talk about the credit situation later in the show. So I, I know that, that that in the comments, don't worry, we'll discuss that. Uh, but we'll also discuss BetMGM and how you should download the app. Uh, they are the king of sportsbook. Last night, man, I was spreading the love in a three, I guess, three-game parlay. I had a prop bet. I had an over and I had a line and uh, I won over a hundred bucks last night. Thank you to uh, the Golden State Warriors. But I look, I couldn't afford that if I didn't have that BetMGM app. Uh, So I downloaded the app. You should download the app too. You can use that promo code right there on the screen, ATOZ Sports, for a risk-free bet up to $1,000 for new users. Download the app today. All right, ATOZ Sports here live on this Friday uh, what is the best spot for Aaron Rodgers this offseason? Is it the Titans, the Bucks, the Broncos, the Colts, or the Dolphins? Those were the five teams that Zach and I came up with in our pre-show conversation about what we thought that they might these five teams might be an Aaron Rodgers away from legitimately contending for a Super Bowl. The Titans, the Bucks, the Broncos, the Colts and the Dolphins. So that is uh, where we're going to start here. Zach, where, where would you like to take it? 
Uh, I can start with the the top team or the least team, whichever you want. I don't care let's how go this with conversation the rule, goes. Let's let's go with the rule out uh, your number five team, the the least team, the least best spot. Well, I, I'm not going to rule it out. They're just last on my list because I still think that they are in play. I think the hardest situation, and I'll just tell you, I looked at this conversation in Aaron Rodgers' mind and with team situation. This is good and bad. You know, Aaron Rodgers does have say on the team that he goes to, right? So, like, you know, he does have, you know, some conversation within that. I think the least, and and this may be unlikely, but it is the Denver Broncos because I don't think that Aaron Rodgers wants to be in the same division as Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. I think you have to look at that of what you are trying to accomplish. The Denver Broncos, they're a good franchise. We'll talk about John Elway here later in the show, and they've done it with Peyton Manning. I understand that. He is used to cold weather. Older you get, I mean, Aaron Rodgers' arm is, is, I feel like, crisp, and uh, he's got a rocket arm uh, regardless. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that Aaron Rodgers wants to go to a division that he may have trouble winning. Look at what happened with Tom Brady. You know, he didn't win the division two years ago against the Saints, but everybody else did. Everybody else, it was an easy conference, an easier conference. The AFC is getting stronger. I don't think Aaron Rodgers wants to go to Denver because of Patrick Mahomes dominating that division over the last half decade and Justin Herbert getting better and better and better over the last couple of seasons because there's a lot of stability in those two teams. The Chargers are building something special, and the Chiefs aren't going anywhere. I, I think they, they've proven that. So I think based on winning, because Austin, that's kind of how I rank these, is what is the goal? Aaron Rodgers' goal is to go to a new team and win a Super Bowl. Nothing right, yeah. more, nothing less. That is the goal. And I think yeah. that is the hardest place to do it uh, because of the division. Well, and, you know, forever, the last 20 years, it was the, uh, you know, Peyton Manning and, and Tom Brady, right? They were with the same team for forever. Then they go to a new team and they both get Super Bowl championships with that new team early, like later on in their career. Aaron Rodgers wants to be able to do that too. Uh, Aaron Rodgers wants to be able to have his name up there with Peyton Manning and Tom Brady as well as winning Super Bowls in multiple spots because that's not easy to do as a starting quarterback. So I want I want to note one thing and again all of these teams are tough to rank because they all yeah. have good qualities and bad qualities. The one thing about the Broncos and maybe you will bring this up is they do have the ninth overall pick. So they got a top 10 pick which could be valuable in, in trade resources. Well, there's several things about the Broncos that I think would be attractive for Aaron Rodgers. One, Nathaniel Ackett, his offensive coordinator from Green Bay the last few years is now the head coach and it's publicly out there. There's there's articles written, there's quotes from Aaron Rodgers that he likes Nathaniel Hackett. And so Nathaniel Hackett being a head coach for the Broncos makes sense. The fact that the Broncos organization has been able to do this with Peyton Manning, you know, a half decade ago, that also, you know, helps makes things feel a little more comfortable there. I think uh, the Broncos have really good weapons on the outside with Sutton and Jerry Judy and tight end Noah Fant. There, there's some good things about the Denver Broncos. Their defense is pretty good. Like their defense doesn't give up a ton of points. And so I think the Broncos, but you're right. The AFC West is wild, right? The wild, wild AFC West. I mean, there you put print on a t-shirt, especially if Aaron Rodgers goes there. And uh, Colorado kind of fits 
the Aaron Rodgers new vibe, right? Like the new Aaron Rodgers, long hair, beards, kind of scruffly. I don't know when he last showered. You know, that Colorado kind of fits in with that from a culture standpoint. So I don't see – I think that that's going to be higher on my list. I'll get to my list in a second. So Denver is fifth on your list, Zach. Who is fourth? I think fourth has to be Miami because of the question marks around their organization. Because of Steven Ross, because of what just happened with Brian Flores, they still don't have a head coach. There's too much question marks, but what's the benefit? They live in uh, Miami. It's a destination. People like to live in warm weather, especially because you've been living in Green Bay. And the division, look, the Bills are very, very good. And the Patriots, look, I'm... I still question the Patriots because of Mac Jones. I don't know what he is going to do in the next several years. And he got some really good experience. The Jets still blow. I, I still think that division is open. And that's why I say I went based on looking at the division and the quickest way to make the playoffs and really solidify your 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 ranking. Austin, Aaron Rodgers over the last 10 years has benefited off the Vikings not being very good up and down. He's benefited off the Detroit freaking Lions yeah. who have been at the bottom of the barrel for a century, it feels like. Bears. And the Bears. The Bears <laughs> don't have a quarterback. And they never have had a quarterback. Now, maybe Justin Fields turns that around, but Aaron Rodgers won't be there to, to compete against him twice a year. So I do think that Aaron Rodgers knows that. Aaron Rodgers is not stupid. He is very intellectually smart. Now, you can agree or disagree with what his views are, but he is a very in intelligent person. So I think I think he recognized that. Miami's a destination, That's but they're fourth on my list. They're not They're not third, second, or first. Yeah, I think a lot of people think Nashville's a destination. Bob Waugh, yeah, I think that's how you say his name on Facebook, is saying because Nashville has state-of-the-art training facilities. And there's a, look, there's a reason why George Kittle and all these other, like Jared Allen and Mark Bolger opened up a curling uh, arcade bar like in Nashville like there's there's a lot of opportunity in Nashville for these retired or or superstar players to live here in the offseason and and tight end university happened in Nashville this past offseason Trent Dilfer being at Lipscomb Academy and that being a facility they can use that makes things a lot more attractive so D1 has been a combine training spot in cool Springs for decades at this point. And so, yes, Nashville's attractive for pro athletes to have their off season homes in, but uh, so it's also a destination too. Like kind of like you said, Miami could be who's number three, Zach. Well, I want to add this. Dom says he's not thinking about divisions. Dom, you're dead wrong. He's thinking about competition and he's thinking about team. Was Tom Brady third... thinking about divisions? Huh? Was Tom Brady thinking about divisions? Because he did go in. Drew Brees was still there. And the Saints were a good team, right? And that didn't stop him. Well, they had the team around him, and he believed in his uh, he believed in his efforts and his ability. And what do you know? He also knew that Tom Brady or that Drew Brees was on the way out, right? And and look, it didn't work out this year. It worked out last year, strangely enough. When he didn't win the division, right? But he ended up beating the Saints in the playoffs and. This, sure. Literally, Drew Brees' last game. I do think that that goes through their mind. Is it the end-all, be-all? I think a lot of things, right? It's a decision. It's like buying a house. It's you. There's good qualities if you want a yard, but what it doesn't give you is that third or fourth bedroom, whatever it is, right? I mean, you've got to make some, some hard decisions. I think the hardest decision for me is the second and third because I think they're very close. And I'll just say it. It's between the Titans and the Colts. 
I think the Titans edge the Colts out because both in an easy division, right? Because you get the Jags and the Texans. I value that. But I think the Tennessee Titans team is better. So I put the Titans second and I put the Colts third. I think the Colts are a unique destination because they don't like Carson Wentz, right? The Titans like Ryan Tannehill. The Colts, I think, don't have the weapons that the Titans do. Imagine Aaron Rodgers with A.J. Brown and Julio Jones plus the best running back in the league. Now, the Colts can offer you a solid defense, the second best running back in the league, and, you know, Michael Pittman Jr. is a nice piece, but he's no A.J. Brown. Can I add something about the Colts? The Colts had a ton of cap space last season and really didn't spend it. The Colts have a ton of cap space this upcoming year, and Devontae Adams' best buddy, uh, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, that they could reunite in Indianapolis or wherever Aaron Rodgers goes because Devontae Adams is, uh, is you know, a free agent as well. So I think there's the problem a, is, is the, the same Colts could thing do both. The Colts, Colts have the money to do both. Yeah, but the Colts and the Titans are in a very bad spot with their quarterback. They've got a massive contract with their quarterback, and the Colts lost a first-round pick because of Carson Wentz's play because he played over 75% of the snaps this past year. And there's a bunch of dead cap money, right? It makes it hard to move. But I think both teams are very intriguing because I believe that the AFC South is open, right? I mean, I think both of those teams could win if you're Aaron Rodgers, if you're Aaron yeah. Rodgers for the Titans, you can win that division. You can make the playoffs. You can get a home field uh, advantage. Also, the Colts are the same way. And with that Devontae Adams in the cap space, mm-hmm. I mean, that sprinkles uh, a little bit more incentive. That's not my number one team, though. Ah. My, num- my number one team, and you can call me biased, you can say whatever, mm-hmm. but hear me out. I believe that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, because Tom Brady just left, they don't have the same situation as the Colts and the Titans. They don't have a massive contract that they're trying to unload. Chris Godwin is now coming off of the books because he was franchise tags. You don't have to deal with Antonio Brown. Their defense is good. Now, they need to learn how to co- cover Cooper Cup with 36 seconds left to go in the game. But their defense is solid. They got a great pass rush, great linebackers, and a good, adequate secondary. And Antoine Winfield Jr., emerging star is he can get in the right place against cup but i think tampa is the ideal place now those are all the pros there are cons are you in the shadow of brady tampa's a destination though right i mean tom loved tampa you could just see he was happier the last two years i mean you saw his retirement he gushed over tampa hell of a lot more than he did new england i mean so and so good organization bruce arians i think he knows how to handle a superstar quarterback that has an ego. Tom Brady's got an ego, right? So does Aaron Rodgers. Jason Light, the general manager, that was an, a, a big part of who Tom Brady thanked in his retirement uh, tweets. I think Tampa is a destination for Aaron Rodgers. And lastly, look at the division. The Panthers in a state of disarray. The Falcons, Matt Ryan is just holding them back with that dead contract. And the New Orleans Saints, Sean Payton ain't there, baby. Jameis Winston's coming off of an ACL. They don't know what the hell they're doing. That's the easiest division to win in football if you go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
Right, that is so, the play in my. I, I mean, I don't disagree with the football reasons. Now, here are a couple comments, and then we're gonna. I'm gonna react to yours. I'm gonna give you my top five too. So, uh, we want your guys' best or landing spot for Aaron Rodgers as well. Uh, Steven says, Zach, uh, if you remember, Aaron Rodgers doesn't do well in warm weather. Uh, Brent says, Zach, you can take the Bucks off that list because the Packers aren't trading Rodgers to an NFC team. So MB says the same thing. So, what's your thought on? the Packers trading him in conference. I think it's fair. I think it's absolutely fair to to combat what I've said with that. But here's what I say. Whoever is going to get Aaron Rodgers is going to have to give up a King's ransom. So it doesn't matter the picks. Aaron Rodgers is also older, right? How many years does he have left? You could be hurting that franchise on the other side of that with all of the picks that the Packers are going to get. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to yield three to four first-round picks. I truly do. If they don't have a premier player that they're willing to give up, and I don't think that there's a lot of teams. I mean, again, the Titans are in a unique situation because they do have a good quality quarterback to give up, but I don't know what the Packers think about Jordan Love, right? It doesn't seem like they're high on him. I think regardless, I understand the NFC conversation. And it, I'm not numb to it, but I also think that it's going to take so many picks that maybe that matters less. I, I don't right. know what's going to happen. Sure, sure. Uh, I'm going to give my top five landing spots for Aaron Rodgers and uh, why one of the teams that the chat is starting to pick up on is not on either of our top fives. But before I do that, Zach, tell everybody about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Farm Bureau Health Plans, look, I got my, my health assessment today. I've got it circled on my calendar. I'm canceling my old plan. Hey. Bye-bye, Birdie. Goodbye. And you know what? When I cancel my own plan or my old plan, I'm going to save over 20% per month. I'll have the calculations specifically for next week, but I'm going to save a good amount of money by switching to Farm Bureau Health Plans. And here's the kicker. It's a better plan. It's a much better plan. And they have plans for all walks of life, whether you're single, you're married, you're an entrepreneur, you have a, a stable job. Just because you have a stable job with a health plan doesn't mean that you need you don't need to add on to your health plan. You need to give them a call or go online at fbhp.com slash A to Z. Better coverage, better rates, better service. That's their slogan. That was their slogan before I started endorsing them. What have I seen? I've seen better coverage. I've seen better rates. And I've seen better service. All last year, my old health plan, I don't think I talked to anybody. It just renewed. <laughs> so, boom goes the dynamite right there. Farm Bureau Health Plans has made a difference in my life already, and we're only on in early February. It can make a difference in yours. Don't forget, download the BetMGM app and use our code ATOZ Sports to get a risk-free bet up to one thousand bucks with your first bet after your first deposit. Easy as that. That's code ATOZ Sports for risk-free bet up to one thousand dollars for your first bet and your first deposit. ATOZ Sports picks coming up today at two p.m. with Alan Bell and Brian Edwards. I need one winner this weekend, and that's all I need to set up my Super Bowl plan perfectly. One winner is all I need, and my and my plan is perfect. But visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days. For problem gambling support, call Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-9789. So 
uh, Zach, go th- quickly go through your top five list, one through five for Aaron Rodgers. I think out of these five teams, the best destination, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, mm-hmm. Number two, the Tennessee Titans. Number three, the Indianapolis Colts. Number four, the Miami Dolphins. And number five, the Denver Broncos. So I will start at five. I have the Miami Dolphins at five. I just think there's too much drama and a a big mess going around with that organization. And so with the owners and all the way down throughout everything else, they have Tua there and nobody really knows how they feel about Tua. So I have the Dolphins at number five. I actually had the Titans at four. I just don't, I just think because of what you said, the Titans like Ryan Tannehill. I don't see them moving on from Ryan Tannehill too big of a hurdle to get over in that situation. Well, to that, and look, if they if if the Titans move on from Ryan Tannehill, it's just going to be chips all in, you know? Like sure. they, like that's what it is. And I just saw this our our own Alan Bell tweeted this out from Sportsline. Odds makers say Ryan Tannehill will be the Titans week 1 starting quarterback in 2022. -450 yes, plus 300 no. Obviously, no is going to be plus money just because Ryan Tannehill is the starting quarterback and they were the best team in the AFC as far as the regular season is concerned. But that does that is interesting. Yeah, I have the Bucks at three, and it's not because I don't think that's a possibility. I really think there's three strong possibilities, and it's my top three. I think the Bucks are at three. I think the Colts are at two, and I actually had the Broncos at one. The reason why the Pittsburgh Steelers are not in this conversation because a lot of people in the chat talked about the Steelers is because their GM is reportedly retiring at the end of or after the draft. And I don't think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be in a situation to go all in this offseason on a new quarterback. I don't think they're going to go directly from Big Ben to Aaron Rodgers. So I, I am leaving the Steelers out of this. That would be a big move, though. I mean, it would be huge. I don't, I actually don't see, I don't think that it's that far fetched because. This is what I'll say. The GM situation is correct, but this is an owner decision. When you go get Aaron Rodgers, this is not about the general manager. This is not about the head coach. This is about the owner of the franchise. So if Rooney feels that Aaron Rodgers can get the Pittsburgh Steelers back in playing in AFC championship games and Super Bowls, I think that's the decision. So I, I mean, we didn't talk about the Steelers. They weren't on our list, but I, I, I definitely – I don't think they're Six. a, a non-conversation. No, I mean, they can be the honorable mention in the list, right? And Josh says, what about San Francisco, guys? Uh, that's where he'll be. You know, I don't think so because they drafted Trey Lance. But and- they, now, they have quarterbacks to give up, and maybe that's valuable to the Packers. I, I, don't, I don't know I, – you know, I – I would assume that the Packers value draft picks, right? The future. Mm-hmm. But the Packers haven't rebuilt in 20 years. They no. don't know how to do that. 20 years? Zach, almost 30. Brett Favor got drafted there or, or, or got no, traded there. From, no, I misspoke. Was traded there from Atlanta. After well, they you drafted misspoke him. on Trader or Favor? <laughs> I, I, the Favor was a Paul Tagliabue joke because that's yeah, how you pronounce yeah. the name of the draft for the Falcons. But again, they had him uh, back, what, 93, 94? It's we're it's almost thirty years that the Packers have had a quarterback. <laughs> like I mean, we yeah, thought the right. Colts, 30. we thought the Colts were lucky from going from Peyton Manning a bad year to Andrew Luck. 
the Packers never had the 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 Curtis Painter year. The Packers just went from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, and they only got two Super Bowls in those thirty years. I know that's a travesty for for that overall. But anyway, so back to my list. I think the Broncos are number one because of Nathaniel Hackett and because the Broncos they've shown they've done this before. Now, Zach, you said the Bucks would be the ideal situation for Aaron Rodgers. I think I, I get why you think that because of the NFC South division. Because the Bucks have just done this with Tom Brady. They know how to set it up the right way and execute it. They've got great de- defensive pieces. And they still have really good offensive pieces, including the offensive line. So I, I get why that's the situation. The only hurdle with Aaron Rodgers to Tampa is the NFC thing. I think the nightmare for the Titans is the Colts. That is what you should be afraid of because... The Colts are a very sexy team for Aaron Rodgers to look at because of the division they're in. The Titans, I think, will be the favorites in the AFC South uh, without Aaron Rodgers. But if Aaron Rodgers goes to the Colts, then I I think the Colts will now be the AFC South favorites. They've got a lot of really good pieces. And I think, I think if Aaron Rodgers goes to the Colts, Devontae Adams is automatically going to have uh, that uh, a contract there now. Jared brings up the what the Colts will be held back by. They don't have a first round draft pick this year. Carson Wentz played over seventy five percent of the snaps this past season. So Carson Wentz draft pick goes to the Philadelphia Eagles. Here's the one thing though, Carson Wentz. You know what is Ryan Tannehill's dead cap money? Fifty seven point four million dollars. Do you know what Carson Wentz's dead cap money is? I know is? it's high. I don't know. I know it ain't that high. No. It's $15 million. Yeah, so you can get out of that. And the Colts have the cap flexibility to do that. The Colts have cap space. The Titans do not. Yeah, I mean, you may have just switched my two and three based, based on what we're talking about. But the, the, the draft picks is the issue, right? It's not having a first-round draft pick this year. That's the issue for the Colts. But for every football reason, the Colts make a lot of sense because Rodgers and Devontae Adams can be a package deal going to Indy. And also, they play indoors. That stadium's inside. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have to deal with uh, the frozen uh, tundra of Lambeau Field anymore. He plays inside, and then he'll play in Nashville, Jacksonville, and inside in Houston, right? So there's a lot of attractiveness going on. And then you have the... Packers trading it to the opposing conference in the AFC and the Colts are desperate enough. Like I know they don't have a first round draft pick this year, but the Colts are desperate enough because they went, they, they tasted it with Andrew Luck after Peyton Manning. Then Andrew Luck kind of burns him and retires in August and they have to roll with Jacoby Brissett for a year and a half. Then they say, let's just go swing it on Phillip rivers. That didn't work. Let's go swing harder on Carson Wentz. That crashed and burned. So Aaron Rodgers and the Colts with Devontae Adams and Michael Pittman and Jonathan Taylor, that's a and that offensive line, like that is legitimate. And but it's can the Colts package enough of a trade option to the Packers to pull it off? That's the one thing holding it back. But that's absolutely the nightmare scenario for the Titans. What a, what I mean, is there a player that they trade with that? Because, you know, you're right. You're, we're trying to pus, uh, put this puzzle together, essentially. And yeah. I agree with Jeff. They got an owner that is crazy enough to do it, right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. I, 
I just think that the Packers would want players and picks if they can't get this year's pick. So you're going to have to trade away, you know, either Quentin Nelson or Darius Leonard in this trade. You have to get something that can help your football team in the now. If it's because it's not going to be a quarterback, right? If you're you're going to ride with Jordan Love, right? So that's what you're going to do next year. You at least need to get him players and because it's not going to be picks. It may be future picks. You're going to have to – the Colts – You there? You okay? <laughs> I think – did you knock your microphone out? I still can't hear you. Well, yeah, my mic oh, – There you go. You're good. My now. mic in sentence. What I was going to say is, uh, you you they're probably going to have to give out or give away the the Colts their 2023, 2024, and possibly 2025 draft pick for this. Right, but the the benefit for the Colts yeah, is the player. Yeah, yeah no, quit, you're quit, right. I'm, I, mean, they, I'm, I want if so. Let's look at this in the Packers' point of view. Austin, who do you want from the Colts? Packers defense is in a good spot. They need to improve their run defense. They've got a good front. Uh, I mean, I don't think Darius Leonard's going to be it. Um, I, you know, they're not going to trade Quentin Nelson. Yeah, I, who are you going to get? Yeah, no, it's, it's a good point. Now, Chef Byrd says the Colts wide receiver suck. JT is a stud. Yeah, but we're talking about the Colts have the the ability to go sign Devontae Adams. And now you got Devontae Adams and Michael Pittman and Jonathan Taylor. That no longer sucks. And I think... DeForest Buckner, as Orlando and Jared uh, have brought up, DeForest Buckner maybe, but the Packers, I don't think necessarily have a need for DeForest Buckner. And DeForest Buckner plays a 4-3 system, and the Packers are more three-man front. I don't think DeForest Buckner is as effective in the Packers' defensive scheme like he is in the Colts' defensive scheme. Now, I, I know you can make scheme fits, but... On on paper, I don't know if Buckner is what the Packers want because the Packers have invested free agent dollars in their pass rush and their D-line and draft picks. They just drafted Rashawn Gary like two years ago in the first round. So I think after this conversation, I'm, uh, I think the Steelers are probably in play. We left them out. I believe that they are in play. Do they and jump any the, of the, do the Steelers jump any of the five teams we talked about? I, I, this is what I would do. I would take the Dolphins out of the five and put the Steelers in my five. And I'd probably put the Steelers at five, the Broncos at four, the Titans at three, the Colts at two, the Bucks at one. The Colts jump based on our conversation. And I think, you know, cheers to the chat for bringing up Pittsburgh because I do think that's an owner's decision. And I think Pittsburgh. Those are high expectations, high hopes. They're in the similar situation that Green Bay is. They haven't had to rebuild in 30 years either, or at least 20. Right. Because they were going to uh, Tommy Maddox and Cordell Stewart. Where they went to Super Bowl. You got to remember, Neil O'Donnell, he was there in 1995. They lost to the Cowboys. You know, they were in AFC championship games. Did Cordell Stewart go to the Super Bowl? Was he on no, that No, he team? didn't go to the Super Bowl, but he went to an AFC championship game, I believe. As the starter, or was this during the early slash days? I think this is early slash. And those uh, are fun. This is, this is the great part Cordell about the Stewart, internet. We get Cordell to. Stewart was born 15 years too early. 
Um, yeah, he was. Let's see. Man, how are we gonna this is gonna be tough. Cordell Stewart, he's 49 years old. He's almost 50. Um, let's see here. This is gonna be tough to find because I couldn't yeah. just Google AFC championship game. And that's and Nick says Cordell was a backup on the Super Bowl Super Bowl losing Steelers team. So that and, that's because Neil O'Donnell was the starter. And that, that's kind of what I thought is he was still he was on the roster. Uh and then then they went from Cordell Stewart to Tommy Maddox and then to Big Ben. And that's where things kind of took off overall. Yeah, because Big Ben's been there for 2004 man. draft. Right? So almost yeah. 20 years. Yeah. For I, sure. I think the Steelers are in play. I, I just, I, th- th- that's a franchise that doesn't stay down for long. No, not at all. Uh, I, I think the, St- I agree with you. I would bump the Dolphins out of five and put the Steelers at five in my spot. Yeah. The Broncos are interesting. I, I just think that you don't want to go to the Broncos. I, I just think that you have more likely of a chance to miss out on the playoffs, and that's not why you're there. Yeah, but with seven teams, you can make – the Broncos were, what, seven and nine this year or whatever the heck that math had, seven and ten or eight and nine. I don't even know how 17 games works with math. But the Broncos were not out of it until fairly late. And so I think the Bron- and they had terrible quarterbacks. Terrible. What was the record? Did you pull it up? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the Chargers, the Chargers were nine and eight, and the Broncos were seven and ten. Seven and ten. Seven and ten with Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. Aaron Rodgers is worth three games easy to just to get to ten and seven. Uh, but I'm with Jared. I, I and this Jared. I'm with this Jared. You don't want to go to the Broncos because you play Patrick Mahomes twice a year. And Justin then you Herbert. play Justin Herbert twice a year. That's four games. Yeah, You don't want to do that. And Derek Carr. <laughs> right? I mean, Derek Carr had a really good year. I think Derek Carr gets left out of what he achieved this season. Derek Carr is Ryan Tannehill. They're the same. Yeah, they, they, they that they are on the same plane, and that's not good enough to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> it's uh, throwing an interception to the Bengals defense in the last, in the last on fourth se- down 30, on fourth in the last on fourth thirty down. seconds of the game. Yeah. Oh God! Uh, just imagine if the Raiders beat the Bengals, the Titans would have waltzed past that Raiders team. Well, and the the Raiders look. The Raiders went through a lot of adversity this past season, right? Yeah. With Rugs and Gruden and all of this stuff, and so it was pretty impressive. Damon Arnett they, too. It was a lot more than just Rugs. Right, that they got to where they were, that they were. Two but, former first round draft picks went to like jail for the Raiders, like crazy in, in the same year. Uh, so I, this is fascinating. I mean, I don't. I think and, I th- I still think the Broncos are, are number one because it's the it's a quick transition because of Nathaniel Hackett. Like that's why the Broncos hired the guy because they wanted a shot at Aaron Rodgers, and I and then I think the Colts. There are second Bucks, third Titans, fourth, and now Steelers fifth over the Dolphins. Do you That's think Rodgers like does he look at like like schedules? Like I mean, obviously the schedule is not out yet, but like opponents that you're going to play. I mean, I, I think that because the I don't Broncos know, I play that. A, Broncos play what a uh, they play a fourth place schedule. Well, for one team. Um, now this is another great thing that Google has. Uh, Broncos 2022 opponents include 
Well, the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> so uh, let's see. Tough teams that they will have to face. Colts. Yep. Colts, 49ers, Cardinals. Titans, Rams, Ravens. So they play the AFC West. Yeah. The easy teams, they play the Jags, the Panthers, the Seahawks, maybe without Russell Wilson, the Texans, and the Jets. So they Mm. play the NFC West and the AFC South. That's their two swap divisions. Yeah. Man. Uh, and so, all right, real quick, Tanner says a, a good question for you guys is what do the Titans have to do to be in position to get Rodgers and Savants and sign Devontae Adams? Uh, a lot. They got to cut a lot of guys on the contract, find some who, someone to take Ryan Tannehill and his contract. It's a pipe. And here. then, yeah, it's there is z, there's there is literally 0.5% chance that the Titans get Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. The Tennessee Titans, and listen up. Guys, listen up. Everything that they have said and portrayed since their season ended is that they're going to try to run it back. Mm -hmm. That 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 is their actions. That is how they how they walk into the room. That that is just that is what it has been since their. And it doesn't mean that things can't change, but they are telling us and they are telling fans that they are going to try to run it back and slightly restructure, right? Go figure out Harold Landry. Go figure out Taylor Lewan. How to improve maybe uh, some of their defense in the interiors of their defensive line. Go out and get a tight end. But everything that I think is that they are going to stick with Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, and Julio Jones. Now, in my personal opinion, I think it will get them the exact same result as it is this year, and that is uh, out of the playoffs and not in the Super Bowl. But I think that's what they're going to do based on the salary cap situation in the roster. Mikey asked me, uh, do you really think the Packers will let Adams hit the market? He's getting tagged and traded at worst. The rebuild for, with picks from Adams and Rodgers would be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I, the, the Packers have that as a possibility to tag Devontae Adams. Yeah, but, but the problem gonna, with that. hold out. Yeah, he, well, he's not going to play for him. They would have to tag and trade. And the situation is, if you're going to tag a player, then you are – risking the fact of having to pay that player and have it count on your salary cap hit for the, for the season. And I don't think the Packers can afford the tag uh, number for Devontae Adams if they can't trade him, but it's, it's not off the table. Uh, I don't think it's, I think it's a good thing to bring up in the conversation is that the Packers might do that to trade, to get even more picks because if the Packers are going to lose those two guys, Rogers and Adams, you got to get, Four first round picks back, so you can try to reload quick. Yeah, and uh, Dom brings this up before we move on to our next topic uh, about what I said of what they've kind of been portraying since the season's over. And I do agree with Dom. J. Rob and Vrabel always say that they're looking, and they are at least trying. And I think we've seen that on numerous occasions with their actions, especially with Julio Jones. Right? They they continued to try. That that was like a month to two month long process in the off season from the draft to when he actually got traded. And so uh, that is, it's a glimmer of hope. Yeah. All right. A to Z sports here live on this Friday, Zach, I'm going to have you set the table for the updates on the Brian Flores lawsuit against the NFL. And does the NFL 
have a tanking problem. But first, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. A quick trip down I-40 exit 236. Payne Bone and his team will hook you up. You can trade in your vehicle. You can go buy a new vehicle. Fuel efficient, cost effective, all the bells and whistles, especially with the brand new Hyundai Palisade. That's their full-size SUV. Or you can get a Sonata like me. Sonata drives well. Man, fuel efficient for sure. And reliable. I have loved my Sonata that I bought back in 2012, reliable car. So if you're getting a, a vehicle for your family, your son or daughter that maybe is turning 16, approaching that age, look at the Hyundai, but look at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Don't forget, download the BetMG map. Use our code ATOZ Sports. Risk-free bet up to $1,000 after your first deposit with your first bet. That's code ATOZ Sports. When you sign up, A to Z Sports Picks is coming up uh, at 2 o'clock Central Time today with Alan Bell and Brian Edwards getting you guys winners over the weekend and tonight, whether it's the NBA uh, or college basketball. I know Brian Edwards is Really, really good in those two areas. So hit them up right there. A to Z Sports Picks on these same platforms coming up at 2 p.m. Central Time presented by BetMGM. So, Zach, I'll let you go ahead and set the table on the updates about the Brian Flores situation from when we talked about this on Wednesday after the lawsuit came public on Tuesday. Yeah, so this is very interesting, and I think this is damning to Brian Flores' case. And, look, Brian Flores, I think, you know, and he said this, He did all of the things that he did to implement change because of the problem for lack of minority head coaches. Yes. But I think it appears that maybe he went about it the wrong way because what did he do? And this was a lawyer play too. He came out, he went on get up, he went on a bunch of different uh, public outlets and sports news outlets to state his case. And who did he attack? He attacked the Miami Dolphins for, and we'll, we'll get to that, accusing of paying or, or offering $100,000 to tank a few years ago for every loss. He went after the New York Giants of their hiring practices and leaked Bill Belichick text messages with, with in which the Giants responded. He also attacked the Denver Broncos back in when 2019 when they were hiring their coach saying that they didn't give him a true time of day and was not taking it seriously and attacked John Elway well now we have both sides of the story and this is I think my problem with the internet in general and Twitter is we jump to conclusions and we think everything is fact when we don't get both sides of the story you're not innocent until proven guilty you're just guilty and that's not how it should work John Elway came back and actually detailed the timeline and said exactly what happened and why he may have looked disheveled in the interview is because he had to take a red eye because that was the only interview window that Brian Flores provided. So he flew overnight from a previous interview and walked into the room and he said that interview he took very seriously in a statement. On top of that, Brian Flores accused the New York Giants of not taking him seriously as a candidate due to him being a minority and the text message with Brian Dable. And what really happened, the Giants put out a timeline themselves and said, how could we have hired Brian Dable when we had just done a Zoom interview with him? We hadn't actually even sat down and gone through our interview process. And so 
it brings up a and and the Giants attack not only Flores's argument but also Bill Belichick's knowledge. This is a third party. You're attacking a franchise, and it's a storied franchise. The New York Giants, they may not pick good head coaches, but they are respectable in what they've been able to do. That's the reason why Archie Manning wanted his son to go to the Giants and not the Chargers way back when. So I think this opens the eyes to you can scream and shout and say that these these wrongdoings have occurred, but we do need to hear both sides of the story. And the Giants on their website put out a statement denying what Brian Flores accused them of doing and really put out a timeline. And it makes sense. You wouldn't hire a coach after a 20-minute Zoom. And they went through and interviewed him longer. This is defamation on some pretty big, and look, Flores knew exactly what he was doing, on pretty big uh, people of character. John Elway's got a great reputation for being the vice president and, and, uh, and president of football operations for years. Peyton Manning has has talked about how he conducts business and the Giants. Is there a problem with minority coaches or lack thereof as head coaches in the NFL? Yes, but you also have to be very secure in what your accusations are. And I said this to start, Austin, earlier in the week. You have to be able to prove what you are saying. The Stephen Ross thing that we'll talk about, you're going to have to have some evidence, and apparently he has witnesses, of Ross actually bribing you $100,000 for losses. But these two things coming out yesterday, I think are very telling against Brian Flores' story. So, look, I, I think... My stance is that Brian Flores is not an idiot. Brian Flores is a smart person who quickly rose the ranks as a football coach and was the head coach of the Miami Dolphins and had back-to-back winning seasons for the first time for that franchise since 2003. I highly doubt that a person that has that type of capabilities will go off and fire off a lawsuit against the NFL for something that he cannot prove. I, I just, I don't feel that somebody would. It happens all the time in law. <laughs> Dude, are you kidding me? But all not, the time, people accuse people that cannot prove their not, allegations. Not the, the NFL. Like he is, and he all, like he understands what he's doing. His quote, I'm going to paraphrase, paraphrase it, but he basically said that he understands that he's jeopardizing his future as a coach. And if he's sticking his neck out like that, and I, there's got to be something to this. Look, I'm not saying I believe everything to a T in what Flores is saying. Well, I if think there's holes in your argument and you're accusing multiple, because it's not just one, Austin. He went after the Miami Dolphins, the Denver Broncos, and the New York Giants. You can look at the itinerary. He I literally I, met with the Giants. He met with one, two, three, four, five, six different sets of people from 9 a.m. to 3.30. They had a whole itinerary that he went through through his interview process. It's not the fact that the Giants didn't take him seriously. It's the fact that he felt like the decision had already been, based on the Bill Belichick text that Brian Flores felt, the decision had already been made to hire Brian Dayball and that the interview process of Brian Flores was to check the box of the Rooney rule that the Giants had to check. And that is the problem overall. And that's the conversation that we had a great conversation on Wednesday about how to improve that. 
because the overall problem is that there are not enough minority head coaches in the NFL. There's only three active right now of 32, and only one of those is black. It's Mike Tomlin. And and then uh, the fact that you have to get more coordinators and more position coach and have everybody have opportunity to climb, and that it does take time, but it's also not being taken seriously for what the rule was intended to be. And now it is viewed by a lot of owners as a, I have to check this box. And that is what the situation is. I get, well, but we're not blind to that. I mean, Jerry Jones, the head of all of the owners, admitted that this week. There's a problem. We know there's a problem. But Austin, when there's a problem, there's also a way to go about solving that problem. I don't problem. disagree with that either. And, and making accusations against John Elway and New York Giants franchises and Miami Dolphins franchises, you have to have the evidence to back that up. That's, I think, my issue is I agree there is a problem, and change has to come within the ownership of the National Football League. But Brian Flores, you he, he should have known this. You better bring some guns to this war because you're going to have to back up every single accusation that you say and – and if none of if one or if one of this is not true or he cannot prove, that's damning on his case. And uh, un- yeah. unfortunately, uh, Austin, that diminishes his his badge to try to solve the overarching problem. Right? That diminishes his character if he cannot prove these accusations. It's just like the example of you accusing me of lying and cheating and robbing a bank but you and you say that live on air that's damning to me and if you can't come out and prove that I actually did that then that's a terrible way to solve a problem sure I, 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 I the analogy is one thing but I, I do understand what you're saying I I get it but Brian Flores is 40 years old the fact that he is potentially going out here to risk the rest of his coaching career in the NFL said a lot to me and that's and that's what I uh that's how I feel about it so look it's early on look this thing came out on Tuesday and it's just Friday so it's not going away anytime soon and I'm sure we're going to hear a lot more about it so let's let's get to this do we do we think the NFL has a tanking issue because after Brian Flores mentioned that Stephen Ross the owner of the Giants offered him a hundred thousand dollars per loss to get them a better draft situation in 2019 season and then Hugh Jackson came out and said that the Browns were offering him money for every loss uh, back when they were in their situation when he was a head coach of the Browns. Do, how do we feel about the tanking situation with the NFL? Okay, two things. And this is separate issue, right? We talked about a- accusations and three of them individually, right? One to the Broncos, one to the Giants, and one to the Dolphins. The Dolphins was that relationship between Stephen Ross ownership and Brian Flores, there was something going on, right? Because the Dolphins fired him after a really a miraculous comeback of a season after starting one and seven, right? Now, they didn't make the playoffs, expectations, all that. And I would disagree with Percy. I, I adamantly disagree. If it makes changes, that's all that matters, Zach. I disagree. I think there is a way to make change. You have to understand and acknowledge that. Now, Let's talk about this situation of making change. Uh, uh, accusing people of things that are uh, pretty uh, pretty serious to their character is not a way to make change if you cannot prove this. Uh, accusing of, of bribery and you have the evidence to back that up to prevent future tanking, 
if you have the evidence and is there recorded video, is there recorded audio? Do you have multiple witnesses? How can you prove that that is the case? It's another thing that Hugh Jackson, who's been in and out of the league, now out of the league for a long time, steps up and supports this case with the Browns. But Hugh Jackson himself has to prove that it is correct. It's the whole thing with domestic violence in today's age. And it's unfortunate, but a video of that, a la Ray Rice, is the best type of proof that you need to make change. Not wild accusations, right? So this tanking thing, look, it's been happening in the NBA. I think this is kind of hilarious that we they, everybody goes on ESPN and all these big outlets and runs their mouth on tanking. I can't believe this happened. Have they not looked at the NBA over the last 10 years? Well, the NBA the NBA tanks because they play like G League players, right? And, and like, so how Tanking's do... tanking. <laughs> no, uh, yes, but the NBA is doing it like that, where the NFL, if you're paying a head coach to tank, that that is, there might be leading towards coaching decisions in game that can influence the outcome of the game. And I think NBA just saying, look, we're going to sit our guys and, you know, who might be battling some injuries and play these guys on 10 day contracts and just play lesser players and lose. That's how the NBA is doing it. Where I think tank and tanking is tanking, right? That should be illegal. If we're going to, but Zach, there's always one. You should criticize both Zach. But didn't you just say that there's a right way to force change when you disagreed that change is change. Tanking is taking, but there's a way to do it. Right. If you're playing guys, if you're playing lesser players from the G League that are playing hard, they're just not as good as the other team, then you're at least playing hard. But if if your head coach is making in-game decisions to lose that game or to not be as aggressive as possible and to punt in a situation where they should go for it, because he gets $100,000 if they lose that game, big difference, right? Absolutely. There absolutely is a big difference. But Hugh Jackson and Brian Flores have to bring receipts. And I am all about if receipts are brought and they can prove that that actually happened, that they either got paid that money or were uh, attempted to be bribed, then, yeah, absolutely. they got a big problem. And I think yeah. the Miami Dolphins and the Cleveland Browns should be punished because of that. But, Austin, this is a world about proof. We cannot be like Twitter and jump to conclusions. If you're going to accuse a franchise of doing that, bring the receipts, pal, and, 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 NBC, and, and we're going to see says, it play out. NB says Flores has uh, says that he has text messages from Chris Greer. I also saw somebody, Mikey, I think it was, that's saying that he has a witness for that. So if he has well, a witness for that, then, then great. why didn't they why didn't they leak those like they leaked Gruden's emails, right? Like they they leaked Brian uh, uh, Bill Belichick's texts, well, right? If that's if that if that is the evidence though, and public is power, you're absolutely right, MB. If that's the case. Why didn't they leak that when the whole story, knew, the news story broke? Well, I think it's, uh, you know, take one bite at a time. And I think the first bite was the Giants hiring process. <laughs> and then I think the next bite will be the Dolphins tanking situation. So, look, I, I, again, this is just day three of this stuff. So it's not going away. It's the offseason. There's a lot of time for Brian Flores, who is still currently unemployed, uh, to go out there and get after his former employer, the Miami Dolphins.
And American Tough says tanking has nothing to do with race. I'm confused. These are different separate. circumstances, yes, completely separate. different instances. The race and the problem that we've brought up and that the NFL has, Brian Flores felt like his interview was meaningless with the Denver Broncos a couple of years ago and with the Giants this year based on them already having uh, preconceived uh, hiring practices based on he wasn't going to get the job either. Whether it was black or, or white, I felt like Brian Flores is bringing to the table. He felt because he is black, he did not get that opportunity and a fair shake. The separate issue that he brought up is that the owner of the Miami Dolphins bribed him a couple of years ago when they right before they drafted Tua that he would pay him $100,000 for each loss at the end of the season. And Brian Flores, like the man he should be and like every man, should say, I'm not doing that. And that's that's the judge of character, which is good, but you got to bring the receipts if that's the case. And he might have the receipts, and he might be strategically rolling this out whenever he wants to. Again, maybe the Giants was the first uh, uh, you know, position to go after because it's just happened. Right. And, right. and Jonathan brings up, let's see how it unfolds. I'm all yes. for that. And I'm sure something will happen. What he thinks there's the way we push. This is uh, the way the publicity is receiving. He doesn't seem like a dumb guy. He doesn't seem like a dumb guy, but also John Elway doesn't seem like a guy that he was accused of. Right. All of his history of John Elway has been an upstanding citizen and a great torchbearer for the Denver Broncos franchise. So if, if the shoe fits on both sides, so if he's a good guy, we have to look at all sides of the story. That's sure. only fair. I'm yeah. not accusing either one of either, but I'm all about receipts, bud. I mean, that's how I've always been. If you have to have proof, the proof is in the pudding. And if he has it and it comes out that he has text messages or deposits, if Hugh Jackson's got deposits of $100,000, you would think if you're going to bribe somebody, you put that in cash, unmarked bills, or briefcase. But I don't yeah. know how smart Haslam is. But I, I, I don't know how it went down. I don't think the Dolphins tanked in 2019 because they started 0-7, and then they won five of their last nine games. They went 5-4 and four after starting 0-7, including winning in Week 17 and Week 16, in overtime and by a field goal to go 5-11. and 11. That's what so Flores is saying. He refused. Yeah, he refused, right? And and so that's a, he's got the data to prove that he refused by winning the last two games of the season for no reason, to get the fifth pick instead of the third or second or first. All right, it is eSports. Let's wrap up this Friday. I will say that to wrap yeah. up that conversation, yeah. this will be fascinating over the next several weeks. Like both of these things that we talked about today. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Let's get it with our Ain't That Good News. Everybody share your good news for the week. And uh, let me tell you guys about Renters Warehouse. Renters Warehouse Nashville, they're the professional landlords in the area. Simply go to renterswarehouse.com to find out how much your home can rent for. A lot of different ways. You can create extra cash flow uh, through renting out your property instead of selling it. Selling it's a one-time transaction. But when you rent it out, you continue to build equity off that property. You also get long-term wealth with that. They can help you get retirement plan ready. And Renters Warehouse literally does all the work for you. You don't have to do anything. You're not the landlords. They are. You just get the money in your account every month from them doing the work at RentersWarehouse.com. It is eSports. We're powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. Use that promo code ATOZ Sports. That's ATOZ Sports. Risk-free bet up to $1,000. $1,000 for new users. 
Before we get to good news, I do want to uh, say uh, and bring up Jarrell's comment. He says, forever an uphill battle, the changes in the people, not in the receipts. I don't think that any of us, I don't think across the country do not believe that the NFL needs change. And all I'm saying is, Jarrell, it is easier, and I agree with you, the change is in the people, but it is easier for people to change when receipts are seen. That's all I'm saying. Change absolutely needs to happen. There needs to be more minority head coaches. There needs to be more minority owners in that matter. How do we get to that point? That is something that has to be figured out over time, but I just need evidence. That's all I'm trying to say for that topic. We always end our week on Fridays with Ain't That Good News, so share your good news. I see uh, Jabu says good news. It's a snow day in Ohio. Um, uh, Jay says good news despite piles of frozen rain and ice and snow here in Ohio. So has powers. We got Jay and Jabu uh, in Ohio there with snow. Um, let's see. Uh, Louis says good news. The sun will be out, but he's still frozen in. <laughs> and so Louis also for a lot of crazy weather uh, as we have a lot of ice here in uh, Nashville as well. Nate says good news. Ash Barty won the Australian Open, the first Australian wo- woman to win the Open in 44 years. Uh, hope he's not waiting that long for a Titan Super Bowl win. That, same. Right. All right, Zach, what is your good news? My good news is power to the people. My good news is the A to Z sports fan base, because what happened yesterday, and we talked about this, and this is not to harp, but I felt like A to Z sports did the right thing in talking about what Aaron Rodgers and the report based on Jared Stillman there, I said it again, is that uh, that report came out yesterday. We had more information. We confirmed that report with more news based on Austin doing the reporting of his own from his sources, and we put that out there. We talked about it on our primetime show, and we talked about it on our morning show, and we credited the people that actually credited. My issue, and this is not to overshadow the good news because it is good news, you know, the Jared Stillman was begging for attention and went out on Twitter because that's the only thing that he has and says and started complaining that we didn't credit the right way. Well, what happened? All of our A to Z sports fans, and this is what I would say, I value this show more than I value Twitter. Austin knows that. Everybody in the company knows that. Because you actually listen. We have a conversation. Your ears are open. Our ears are open. Twitter, most time, everybody's ears are closed, right? You're just sitting there talking and spewing. And I hope, I actually don't care, but I hope that Jared Stillman learned a valuable lesson. Think before you speak and get educated before you go beg for something that has already been given to you. So shout out to our A to Z following that supported us and actually listened to what we said by doing it the right way. Uh, You guys have our backs when we get called out. And that means a lot in the community that we are trying to grow here in Nashville and in other cities. So that is my good news. There you go. Uh, I agree. And Steel Titan says, you mean Brent Doherty? Because Brent was actually the first that, that was talking about the Aaron Rodgers thing because Brent apparently said it on 3HL at some point in the last week or two that Aaron Rodgers was building a house in Brent. So should Stillman have given Brent credit on his radio show? Should he have led with that? 
Probably. Where's the tweet with the panties in a wad there? Huh? I don't know. It's a great question. Great question there, uh, there, Zach. Uh, also, good news. Uh, BMO, who has uh, been watching us for years, good news is I believe I'm going to be promoted to a supervisor next week. <clears throat> Golf clap there for old Bobby. That's Way to right. go. My good news is the fact that for the first time in a long time, I feel like I got my weekends back, right? Because a, the, the Titans season is a long one. It's a fun one. It's a great one. And also uh, throughout the playoffs, even after the Titans get bounced in the divisional round, a lot of paying attention uh, to the AFC and NFC championship games on Sunday. But the first non-football weekend in six months is a, is a good thing and also a sad thing. It's a sad thing because I love football. But it's a good thing because – I actually get to relax, get to hang out. So it's the first non-football weekend. Get a football weekend off before the Super Bowl. So I'm excited to relax and recharge a little bit for the offseason and to have my weekends back. Very excited about doing other things uh, than going pro in sports, as the NCAA would say. There you go. That is good news. I'm right there with you. All right. So we will see you guys on Monday. Uh, Monday morning. Who knows what we'll be talking about on Monday? I, I doubt we're going to be breaking down Todd Downing's play calling in the in the Pro Bowl. I have no idea, but we'll find out if he uh, does or not. I'm not going to be watching the Pro Bowl. Don't so don't. We're not going to do that. But uh, hope that everybody has your a, good news. Pro Bowl weekend. Yeah, right. <laughs> Pro Bowl. No, we're having a Pro news. Bowl party. Everybody's coming over. We're exactly. <laughs> yeah, everybody's watching the Pro Bowl. Uh, no doubt. All right. So we will see you guys on a Monday. Have a safe weekend with the crazy weather out there, whether you're in Nashville, Ohio, or anywhere outside or in between. We'll see you guys on a Monday. Appreciate it. Adios.